Chapter 5, Cardiology. Topic 10, Pericardial Disease. To begin, let's explore the various causes, symptoms, diagnostic approaches, management strategies, and complications associated with pericarditis. Pericarditis can occur due to multiple reasons and is often categorized by its etiology. First, infectious causes include viral infections such as Coxsackie and adenovirus and can also be induced by Lyme disease. Secondly, rheumatologic or vasculitic causes encompass conditions like systemic lupus, erythematosus, rheumatoid arthritis, and ANCA-positive vasculitis. The condition can also be iatrogenic, meaning it can occur post-cardiac surgery or due to radiation exposure. Other causes include metastatic disease, uremia, and trauma. Moving on, let's discuss the signs and symptoms of pericarditis. Patients usually present with chest pain that worsens when lying flat and is relieved when sitting forward. This chest pain is distinct and may often be associated with a friction rub that can be heard upon auscultation. For the diagnostic approach to pericarditis, an electrocardiogram is essential. In pericarditis, it usually shows diffuse ST elevation and PR depression. An echocardiogram is also crucial to assess for complications such as pericardial effusion or tamponade, conditions where fluid accumulates around the heart impacting its function. After establishing the diagnosis, the management of pericarditis is usually based on the underlying cause. For idiopathic or viral-induced pericarditis, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs coupled with colchicine are typically prescribed, as colchicine helps in preventing recurrence. In cases where pericarditis is due to uremia, dialysis is the preferred management strategy to address the underlying renal dysfunction. Finally, it is crucial to mention the potential complications of pericarditis. One of the most severe complications is the development of pericardial effusion or tamponade. Pericardial effusion is a complication of pericarditis where fluid accumulates in the pericardial sac around the heart. This can hinder the heart's ability to pump effectively, leading to potential life-threatening hemodynamic collapse. When it comes to clinical presentation, Patients with pericardial effusion might display increased jugular venous distension, distant or muffled heart sounds, and pulses paradoxus, a condition where there's an exaggerated decrease in blood pressure during inspiration. Diagnostically, an electrocardiogram or EKG is a valuable tool. In cases of pericardial effusion, it may show electrical alternance, characterized by alternating amplitude of PQRS complexes, suggesting the presence of fluid around the heart. Additionally, a chest x-ray can provide more insight. In pericardial effusion, you might observe a globular or water bottle-shaped heart, which is indicative of the accumulated fluid in the pericardial sac. Pericardiocentesis, a procedure where a needle is inserted into the pericardial space to remove the accumulated fluid, is performed to relieve the pressure on the heart and restore its normal function. The last pericardial disorder we'll review is constrictive pericarditis. Let's explore its causes, clinical presentation, diagnostic methods, and management strategies. Constrictive pericarditis can arise due to various causes. Tuberculosis is a significant etiological factor, especially in parts of the world where the disease is prevalent. Iatrogenic causes such as post-cardiac surgery and radiation exposure also play a role in the development of this condition. Clinically, constrictive pericarditis manifests with several distinctive signs and symptoms. Elevated jugular venous pressure is a common finding, and Kussmaul's sign may be observed, characterized by an increase in jugular venous distension on inspiration. 
Patients may also exhibit pulses paradoxus, a phenomenon where the systolic blood pressure decreases by more than 10 millimeters mercury upon inspiration. A pericardial knock can often be auscultated, and signs of right heart failure such as hepatomegaly, peripheral edema, and acidic fluid may also be present. For the diagnostic approach, several tools are invaluable. An EKG can display low-voltage QRS complexes. A CT scan of the chest might reveal rim-like calcification around the heart. An echocardiogram is used to observe the equalization of diastolic pressures, a hallmark of this condition. After establishing the diagnosis, management is primarily focused on treating the underlying cause and relieving the constriction. In cases related to tuberculosis, glucocorticoids are administered to decrease the risk of progressing to constrictive pericarditis. When required, a pericardiectomy, the surgical removal of the pericardium, can be performed to alleviate the constriction on the heart and ameliorate symptoms.